What's going on, family? Pastor Sergio Chavez reporting live and direct to you and yours. And listen, I wanted to take a moment to thank you for tuning in to the Hope Huddle Podcast, your place for inspiration, hope, and empowerment. You ever try to open the right door with the wrong key? That ever happened to you? (laughs) Somebody said all the time. Some of y'all got so, so many keys, it look like you're a janitor. And you just, and you try to, this ain't it. And what do you, you go this, this one ain't it. Because all your keys look alike. It's, you, you ever try to open your car and it's not your actual car? You go to the parking lot and there's one that looks just like yours that was like parked right near yours. And you get the opening and you're looking at, this is my car, ain't it? And then you hit the, the oh, there you go, right there. I, let me tell you a story. This is not this is not part of anything here, um, but I, I, years ago I, I went to I, I, there was a lot and and you know in D.C. there's all all types of. Um, they pretty much trick you in giving you tickets and fines and towing your car. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Can we keep it real? Like, I, I, I lived in D.C. for a little while. Like, I love the city. I don't mind it. I used to, growing up, I used to just, you know, I used to have, like, a love-hate relationship with the city. But now I've grown to really love the city. But, but, but parking in the city is, is not the funnest thing. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And, uh, and I went to, and I parked in a lot, and I'm, this has nothing to do with anything, but I just wanted to share it with you guys. And I parked in a lot where obviously there was a sign that said, this is, you get, this is permit parking only. And so it was jam-packed. I needed to get to, a, I think it was a meeting, and I parked my car there. And anybody know that you're doing the wrong thing, but you say a prayer, you're like, Lord, please cover me, protect me. You know it's illegal what you're getting ready to do, but you say, Lord, please protect me, Lord, and cover me, God. Cover my car don't let the police see them blind the police father blind the eyes to not see me and so I parked and I left my car there about an hour and a half later the lot that was jam-packed uh, I go and and there are literally no cars in the parking lot including mine and I start to look around and I was like <laughs> you ever do you ever do something where you just think you're crazy to yourself you're like hold on I did park here did I not and I start circling around and I said there were no cars there uh, long story short my car got towed but but uh, that had nothing to do with anything that I wanted to share but you know just experiences in life here's what I really want to share with you today we try to unlock we've been in the family series and oftentimes we try to unlock aspects of our relationships whether it's unlocking the door in our relationships for attention because we want attention or sometimes it's affection we want affection from our family our friends our relationships maybe we try to unlock the door to get communication out of our relationships or maybe it's intimacy maybe it's connection because we haven't been getting it and we're trying to unlock that door to get what we need from our friends and from our family and from our relationships but here is the thing can I give you the true key for you to unlock those things that we desire and we crave in our relationships. Can I share that with you today? Uh, Thank you for the two or three. I'm going to ask again. Can I share that with you today? Give me a good yes or amen. All right. Uh, Here's the key for you to unlock these aspects of our relationships. The real key, it, it starts with an H. It's called honor. In order for us to unlock 
these aspects within our relationships, it begins with honor. And if you're taking notes, one of my brilliant note takers, I encourage you to take notes today. Of course, you can listen to this back on iTunes. You can, you can subscribe and, and listen to these messages. And as a matter of fact, now that I have uh, uh, this recording already going, I want to give a special shout out to everybody that listens to our podcast. There's people that don't go to our church, that don't come here, but they listen to our podcast. We're praying in Jesus' name that you come and visit us. Matter of fact, can we celebrate those that listen and tune into our podcast? We have faithful listeners. We have people writing us and letting us know, listen, I'm all, I'm all the way in Woodbridge, Virginia. I'm here. I'm there. But I, I want to let you know I'm streaming to your messages. And so, and so we're, we're blessed because of that. If you're writing your notes down, I want you to write that there is a key, and that key is honor to unlock success and health and to bring out the best in our relationship. It's called honor. The word honor, is, that word is thrown around, but, but let, I want to really take time today, today to break down honor and what it really looks like and what it really is. The word honor is synonymous to esteem. It's anonymous to respect. It means to pay homage. It means to assign value. The Greek word translated honor in our English Bibles is a word that means to prize or to add weight to something. When you, when you honor something, you add value to it, you, you pay respect to it, you pay homage to it, and it means uh, to treat one another respectfully because we value them highly. So honor, here's the thing about honor, honor affects every part of our lives, whether you knew it or not, it affects every part of our lives, and a lifestyle of honor affects your marriage, your family, your job, your finances, your church life, in fact, again, I emphasize it affects everything. And I really want to break this thing down. I want to share three principles about honor. And if you're taking notes, I want to share the first thing about honor today. The first thing is that honor releases God's supernatural blessings on your relationships. Within your family, the key to unlock God's supernatural blessings is the key of honor. Let's look at what the scripture says, because some of y'all looking at me like you don't believe me, but that's all right. I got some scripture for you. Matthew chapter 13, verse 53, verse 58 says, when Jesus, let's put that up, when Jesus had finished these parables, so in, in chapter, in chapter uh, 13, there's a list of parables, and, 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 and Jesus is teaching his disciples and teaching people all around, and there's a, 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 a list of parables and he says the Bible says when Jesus had finished them he finished sharing he moved from there coming to his hometown he began teaching the people in their synagogue and they were amazed where did this man get this wisdom in these miraculous powers they asked isn't this the carpenter's son isn't his mother's name Mary and aren't his brothers James Joseph Simon and Judas aren't all his sisters with us and did this man get all, where did he get all these things and they took offense at him but Jesus said to him a prophet is not without what's the word honor except in his own town and in his own home and he did not do here's the key he did not do many miracles that day there because of their lack of faith, because of their lack of honor. And if you look at Luke chapter seven, or if you read uh, the stories of Jesus when he would feed the multitudes, uh, there's a story about Jesus feeding the multitudes with, with bread and some, and some fishes, and he fed 5,000 men, not including women and children, so there were well over 5,000 people. There, were, there, were, uh, there was a population, a group of people that believed in him, that expected miracles 
out of him, that really honored him. But here in his own hometown, the Bible says he did not do miracles because of their lack of honor. He was Jesus everywhere that he went, but honor affected what they received out of him. And the same is true about your relationship with God, and the same is true about your relationship with people. You receive out of people what you perceive out of them. I got two or three, praise the Lord, that, that's still with me. Are, are you all doing okay there in the back? Praise the Lord. Are you all doing all right? Can I hear a good amen in the back? Let me hear that you're still with me. You receive out of people what you perceive out of them. So if you look at me and you came here today saying, I, I'm not going to get anything out of the message, then that's what you're going to receive. You're going to get nothing out of this. But if you came into this place with an expectation and when you came through the doors, you say, you know what? Today is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. God is going to speak to me. God is going to minister to my life. God is going to do something great. Can I tell you something? Then that's what you're going to experience in your life because you receive what you perceive out of people. So if you look at your spouse, if you look at your wife, if you look at your children and you say, these people are good for nothing, guess what? That's what you're going to get out of them because you receive what you perceive out of people. And so what Jesus was trying to teach us is that to never regard each other as just common. I, I started to break this down last week about the dangers of familiarity. When you become too familiar, when you become too common with people that you don't appreciate or you don't take advantage of the moments that you have with people because it's just common. Coming to church is just common. Uh, having another conversation with my wife is just common or my husband is just common. Going on a date, that's just a common thing. Why? It's mundane. I've done it so many times. When you start getting into that mind, pray again, I'm not getting any solutions. It. Like nothing is happening in my life. It's just I'm doing it and for no reason. The, the moment you get into that mindset that it's common, that it's just ordinary, then nothing will ever change in what you receive out of what it is that you're doing. The key about honor is that in the context of relationships is you have to view people not based on their condition but their position and who they are in God. I'm going to help somebody out today. I'm going to really help somebody out today. The reason we struggle and we become frustrated is because we're seeing people through our eyes, our lens. And if we look at people through our lens, that they're a zero in our book. They have nothing to add in our lives. They have nothing of value. But when you look at people through God's eyes, every person has value. Every person has something to offer. And when you talk about honor, you honor people based on who they are in God's eyes. So woman, when you look at your husband or your future spouse, you ought to be declaring this is a man of God. Not on how they're acting, because if you, if you just speak, can I tell you, years ago, I heard something that changed my life. I, I, it was, it was a, a marriage counseling session that my wife and I, we were listening, we were listening to, and, and this couple, these pastors said, every man and every woman has a king or a queen within them, and they also have a fool within them. And what you get out of that person is what you're speaking to. So if my wife, day after day, speaks to the fool in me, because let me tell you, I make some foolish decisions. Anybody like me, you make mistakes at times. Can we keep it real? Just wave your hand, because I can't really see you good. You make mistakes, right? The, the person you speak to, if you constantly, every day, you speak to the fool of a person, that's what you're going to see every day. But when you look at your person and you say, you know what, baby, you may not be acting like it, but I'm declaring you are a man of God. 
You are a person of prayer. You are blessed and highly favored. Your kids be acting up, but you're looking at them and say, you know what? You are, I want to call you something else right now, but Lord have mercy. You are blessed and highly favored. You are, you are, uh, you are a kid with purpose. Because let me tell you, when you look at people through your eyes, you will be disappointed. Can I tell you one of my daily prayers? One of my daily prayers before I meet with people and I counsel people uh, throughout the week, before I meet with people, and some of y'all, before I sat down with you, I said, God, help me to see them through your eyes and not my eyes. Because boy, oh boy, if you look at people through your eyes, you look at your coworkers through your eyes, you look at, you look at your neighbors through your eyes, you would, you would never honor them if you viewed them in your eyes, but, but you, your prayer should be, God, give me your eyes. Help me to see. Give me your heart. Help me to feel how you feel about them because, God, this person gets on my nerves. Can I keep it real in this place? I can't, I can't stand looking at this. But then the Holy Spirit, when you say, God, give me your heart, you'll feel the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Say, love them. Be kind to them. Encourage them. Pray for them. That's honor. That's real honor. The struggle with honor is, is that we're waiting for people to honor us. I'm not going to honor anybody until I start getting honor. But can I tell you the real key about honor? It begins with you. In order for you to receive the honor that you desire, do you know for me to receive that affirmation that I just get that almost made me cry? Thank you, baby. You almost made you have me. You got me in my feelings, girl, and you're not Kiki. <laughs> Did I go too far, Mando? Did I go too far? No, no. Bef- before I receive those words of affirmation here, I, and week after week, what am I doing? I'm thanking everybody, and I'm not looking here to be thanked. I'm going to help somebody today. God, I'm waiting for people to appreciate me, for people to value me, for people to tell me I'm beautiful. Why don't you be the change that you desire to see in other people? If people are not talking to you, if people are not kind to you, then you be the one that say, I'm going to be the difference maker and I'm going to go out of my way. Even when I'm not appreciated, even when people are frustrating me, I'm going to be the light in the midst of darkness. I'm going to be the one to change the atmosphere in this place. You have to be the change that you want to see. Honor doesn't begin with other people. That's one thing that, that, that the Lord instilled in me and my mentors taught me. He said, don't wait for people to thank you, you thank them. Don't wait to tell people that to love you, you tell them how much you love them. Don't wait for people to extend their hand to you, you extend your hand to them. Don't wait, my God, I feel like preaching in this place. Don't wait for somebody to pray for you. You pray and you say, there's someone in need that I can pray for. Because as bad as it is in our lives, there's somebody that has it worse. Hmm. Honor. Honor begins with us. And see, the problem was that these people, they didn't receive the miracles out of Jesus because they said, he's coming. Hold up. This ain't, this ain't no supernatural talking about Jesus, our Savior, a healer. What are you talking about? This man is coming. He's part of our town. We've seen him every day. We've seen him doing carpentry work. We've seen him eating. We've seen him walking about in the community. What does he have to offer? And the moment you get into that mindset, you are limiting yourself from what you can receive from God. You have to honor God in each season of your life. 
and it begins with you. If you are single, can I tell you, honor your season of singleness. Because when you're married and when you have kids, let me tell you, it's tiring. My parents gonna keep it real with me in this place. It's frustrating. It's expensive. And, and you here talking about, I wanna get married, I wanna have kids. Maximize, honor what God has given you in this season. Don't say, I'm just single, I don't have anything going on for my life. No, say, honor that season and say, I'm gonna make the most out of this season. I'm gonna take advantage of it. I'm gonna appreciate this season. And when I get married, I'm gonna appreciate that season. And when I have kids, I'm gonna make the most out of that season. I'm making the most out of the season I have with one daughter. When I have two daughters, I'm gonna maximize the most out of that season. Honor each season and phase within your relationships. You know what I don't get caught up in? And, and this is out of the book of Sergio chapter one, verse one. You know what I don't get caught up in? <laughs> I don't get caught up in. You used to talk to me like this. Remember how you used, I don't get caught up in that because that was that season and I honored that, that season. Now, this is a new season and I value and make the most out of this season. We don't look the same. The devil is a liar. Honor each season that you go through. It used to be better. No, no, you make the most out of it now. You take advantage of it now. You build and honor it now, and can I tell you this one last before I go to the next point? Surround yourself with people that honor you. Be a person within your family, within your community, within your tribe that honors people. Because it's so easy to get caught up with people that don't honor you and don't see the value out of you. And they'll take advantage of you and you'll say, it just is what it is. There's nothing better for me. No, can I tell you? You are a history maker. You're a world changer. You are beloved. You are beautiful. You have value. There is a gift of God within you. You have purpose. Don't settle for people telling you you have nothing to offer. Value who you are and surround yourself with people that see the dream, see the vision, see the value within you. Let me go, go on to the next point. Can I tell you that honor is life-giving? Honor produces life. Look at what it says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1 through 3. Children, this is, is, my, is Kalea here, is my daughter here? This message is for her. This word is for her. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. <laughs> For this is right, honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long, long life on this earth. And can my parents say amen? <laughs> this is the word that you, get, you gotta be giving your kids, you know, as they get older, they start acting up, they start acting crazy, you say, obey, because the Bible says obey, it's gonna give you a long life. But here's the thing, here's the thing, because there's some people that are saying, pastor, I'm not connected, I don't know who my father is, I don't know who my mother is, I don't have a relationship with them. But can I tell you that God will always surround you with spiritual leaders, or spiritual mentors, spiritual parents and the Bible says honor them why why does it produce life because when you listen to the wisdom and 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 take hold of that and apply it and you make it yours it will extend your life how because you're not gonna make the same mistakes they made that set them back in life 
And so when you honor your parents, your spiritual leaders, or you honor your relationships, you value the words of wisdom. You value the advice. You, when you obey without, without seeking full understanding, because this is what I've learned with God. See, a lot of times we can clash in our relationship with God and how we honor him because we have to understand everything first. We say, God, I know you called me to this. God, I, I feel like you're speaking to me, but I don't know how to go about this. And so what we do is we disobey because delayed obedience is disobedience. You know God is moving you to do something, but you're delaying it because you're saying, I don't have all the answers yet. Can I tell you, that's a life of faith. It's taking the first step even when you don't see the entire staircase. Hebrews chapter 11, uh, chapter 11 verse 1, it says that it's the substance of things hoped for, the conviction things not seen. So we get caught in saying, I have to see it first before I believe. I have to understand everything first before I honor. But the Bible is telling us to live by faith, to obey, even when we don't have a full grasp on it, what it is that we're being asked to do. It says, obey your parents. Can I tell you that when you do that, it will produce life in you. It will extend your life. It will give you energy when you, when you honor those relationships. The danger of this honor, and I want you to write this down, the dangers of this honor, whenever we, we don't honor these relationships, we take life away from our relationships. Can I give you a list of things that really kill or take life from relationships? The first thing is when we gossip, that takes life out of our relationships. See, gossip converts into slander. Slander and gossip is toxic. It's, it, it, it's, it's destructive. When we gossip, we take life from the people that we love most and we're supposed to build up. When we gossip about them, we're taking life. We're dishonoring them. When we make promises that we break, you dishonor your relationships. Broken promises threaten, kill, take life, dishonor relationships. Violence and abusive language towards people that you're supposed to honor that takes life out of your relationships. Threats takes life. If every time you get into problems or conflict in your relationships and your first go-to, your default is to, is for couples to say, I'm divorcing you, you are taking life out of your marriage. I know it's mighty quiet in here, but I know the listeners on the podcast are going to appreciate me. Praise the Lord. Can y'all smile at me? Let me know y'all doing all right. Uh, when you threaten your, your, your family ties and your relationships and say, I'm leaving you. I, 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 I'm not talking to you. Those threats, every time you do it, you're taking life out of your relationship. You're dishonoring your relationships. Resentment takes life out of relationships. Resentment is a root of bitterness. Resentment says, I will never let go of the hurt that you've caused me. As long as you have that resentment in your heart, your relationships will never flourish. They will never grow. They will never develop because you're taking life out of it as long as you have that root of bitterness. Curses. See, we have the power to bless or we have the power to, to, to curse someone. And when you curse the people that you're supposed to honor, you're taking life away from them. Whenever you, you dwell or you revel in hurt, like when some, you know when you give advice and somebody doesn't listen to you, and has that just happened to me? You give somebody advice and they didn't listen to you and then they ended up doing, the, making the mistake that you told them not to. Anybody know what I'm talking about? 
as hard as it is because our instinct is to get on them. And what do we, what's the words that we say? I told you so. But see, as long as we are condemning, we take life out of our relationships. I'm going to help somebody today. Praise the Lord. I'm going to receive this for myself. When you dwell and revel in hurt and say, I told you so, that takes life out of it. You know what, what the most encouraging thing is when I've made mistakes and my wife or my family, they encourage me. They embrace me because guilt and shame is always going to come out of mistakes. And you're expecting for people to condemn you. You're expecting for people to isolate you, to reject you. But the Holy Spirit says, love people. That produces life. But when you dwell in the hurt, that takes life away. When you neglect your relationships, that takes life away. You dishonor the stuff that you're supposed to do. Betraying them, neglecting duties of love, not cherishing them. That person in your life, that takes away the life within your relationship. Humiliating. I know y'all don't do that here, but I've been to places where people humiliate their family, their spouses, their friends. Humiliation, public shame, takes away from the relationship. It, what you're saying is this person is not special. You're not honoring them. So my encouragement to you is to choose life in your relationships. Choose life. We have the power of life within our tongue. We have the power of life in how we speak to people. The power of life the ability through the Holy Spirit to produce life within our relationship. Let's choose life. Let me give you number three. Number three, honor is expressed through action. Philippians chapter two, verse five and six, it says, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. I love this. Who being the very nature of God did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. I love this scripture because what the Bible is saying is even though Jesus was God, is God incarnated on the earth. John chapter 1 verse 1 says, it says in the beginning God uh, was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. God himself came in the flesh. He, he clothed himself in flesh and he came to this earth and he had all power, all majesty, king of kings, lord of lords, savior, redeemer, healer. That's can I tell you, that's the Jesus that you serve, by the way. I just wanted to throw that out there in case anybody needed to receive that. He was all these things, and, and he is these things, but he did not use that to manipulate people. He didn't use that power to take advantage of people. He didn't go around claiming everywhere he went. You need to honor me because I'm God. You need to do what I say because I'm God. You need to walk the way I tell you to walk because I'm God. He didn't do that everywhere that he went. He, you know what he did? Jesus washed his disciples' feet. Jesus served people. And when we talk about honor, we have the greatest example of Jesus ultimate humility he served people he loved people he had a compassion for people and here we are you got a funky degree and you thinking you all that in a bag of chips I feel like going in but you know some whole restraining me right now you know what I'm sick and tired of the church and I pray because I love the church but I, you got to call some things out 
I, I love the church, and, and, and the church is the bride of Christ, so I never want to devalue the church. And for those listening, I absolutely love the church. I pray for the church. We're not perfect. We're not perfect, and we make mistakes, and we're growing. But I'm talking about... I have conversations, if I'm honest and transparent, I get sick and tired of ministers, pastors, leaders using their titles to take advantage of people. They can't, they can't greet people because they're the right reverend doctor. They're the bishop such and such. Bishop, nobody knows you. <laughs> you got five members and 20 armor bears, security guards. <laughs> Manipulating people, taking advantage. Jesus himself said, no, 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 I'm going to be a part of the people. I'm dressed like the people. I talk like the people. Paul said, to the Greeks, I'm a Greek. To the Hebrews, I'm a Hebrew. I'm one with the people because because that's what honor is. It's not making yourself uh, superior to others. Do you know know that real honor is saying, you know what, I may have the title. I may be the pastor. I may be a leader, but I want to serve you. I consider you important. I care about you. I love and appreciate you. It doesn't matter my degrees, my experiences. It doesn't matter that I've spoken to millions. It don't matter who I shake hands with. I value each person in this place. That's real honor. Real honor is when when you destroy your pride and your ego. Because pride and ego is the killer of honor. Pride and ego. Look at what this, this is not on the screen. I just want you to listen to this. Luke chapter 9, verse 23. Then he said to them all, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, this is Jesus speaking, must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. It's a daily struggle, but we've got to do it. I'm speaking to the believers in the house. It's a daily struggle, and our default is pride and ego. They spoke to me crazy. I ain't speaking to them. They spoke to me great. I'm not going to forgive them. They should be asking me for forgiveness. I'm not going to extend my hand to them. I've tried to help them before, and they, they, they've done nothing for me. I know it's quiet in the house. This, this ain't my rowdy. Praise the Lord. Amen. How you waving your hands in the air like you just don't care? I know, but I realize that somebody's going to get some help today because you're going to leave this place, and you're going to be honoring your relationships. You're going to honor your wife. You're going to honor your husband. You're going to honor this church. You're going to honor your leadership. You're going to honor your friends. You're going to honor your family. You've got to deny daily it's a struggle you got to pick up that cross that cross for us sometimes it's pride sometimes it's ego sometimes it's unforgiveness sometimes it's that we know it all but God is saying you got to pick it up and you got to walk with it and say I will not be a slave to my flesh I will be a servant to the spirit of God that whatever God tells me to do I'm going to do it where he tells me to go I'm going to go where he tells me to speak I'm going to speak I'm not going to default to my flesh and what I want to do I want to know how can I honor God how can I honor God in my home in my neighborhood with my family with my children honor produces life but it's shown through your actions are you showing it are you showing it are you showing it everybody possesses a light Holy Spirit of God within you gifts talents value and and the struggle is we often feel that because this is our light. For me to take time to help somebody with their light, we often feel that it takes away 
and dims our light. If we help someone, if we forgive someone, we feel that we're the weak one. But it doesn't take away from your light. It doesn't make your light weak. In fact, it makes your light strong. When you're kind to people, it doesn't make you weak. When you're lighting someone else's light, it doesn't make your light any dimmer. It brightens your light. And the struggle is when we're, when, we, when we're helping, forgiving, when we're being understanding, when we're honoring people, the struggle is to say, but it's taking away from my light. But I want to encourage you and tell you that when you honor people, it doesn't take away from your light. It only makes your light shine even brighter. When you, when you text or email somebody, one of my biggest pet peeves, can I be honest and transparent with y'all? Is it all right if I'm honest, transparent? Yeah. One of my biggest pet peeves. You know, when I get emails, I'm just like, this person, where I, where I, can, I don't know who this person is, and they, they didn't greet me or anything. You know when you greet somebody, when you see somebody, you say, hey, good morning. Hey, good afternoon. Hey, good evening. Whenever you get a text from me, I'm going to say, hey, I hope, I hope this message finds you well. You ever had somebody just like, yo, this is what I need from you? <laughs> like, what in the world? Can I tell you something funny that my mom used to tell me when I was young? I don't even think my sister knows this, but it, it, was like a, it, was like a, it was like a smack to my face, but it wasn't really like physical. It was just like it hit me so strong from when I was a kid. One morning, I went, I went into, I think it was the living room, and, and I didn't greet anybody. And my mother said, boy, did I, did I sleep next to you? And I said, oh, what's my mom talking about? She said, I didn't, see, I didn't sleep next to you for you to not greet me and the people in this room. <laughs> she said, I didn't wake up next to you for, you for you to see me how I am. What if I'm having a bad day and here you are and you're not polite and you're not kind? That's true honor. When I walk into this place, you know what I want to do every time we come in here and I start, we start before we set up, I make it a point to go up to everybody. Y'all know this. And I shake everybody's hand. I hug everybody. And my go-to is, how are you feeling? You know why I do that? Because I want to honor people. I'm the pastor here, but I'm not going to take advantage and say, everybody do what I say. No, no, no. It don't work that way. It's about honoring people. It, when, you, when you light someone else's light, it doesn't make yours any dimmer. It, it brightens your life. Once again, much love and appreciation for listening to today's message. I'm so glad that you've been a part of the listening experience. But let me tell you, there's nothing like the live experience. It cannot be explained, only experienced. And so I encourage you to come out on a Sunday so you can listen to the messages live and be a part of a wonderful atmosphere within family and within community. You can find more information about our gatherings on our website at myhopecenter.org. Also, make sure to follow us. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Our handle is at my hope center i also encourage you to subscribe to our podcast so that you get notified as soon as we upload content make sure to share it with your friends and your family there's someone that you know that could really benefit from these messages so make sure to spread the word about what's happening here on the hope huddle podcast so again i hope to see you soon until then peace love and god bless